Last time on Lawful Stupid. The Grand Magus is on one side of this portal in his tower and he's holding it together before he shuts it, waiting on Paul Barrow to come in. Gus is already, you know, here because he wasn't about to step foot out into that nonsense. And Darlin had already like leaped through the window and, you know, turned around and regained sight of Paul Barrow. You guys were hearing the sounds that the prison was alert. Paul Barrow comes crashing through and on his back is your dad. The Grand Magus closes his hands and the prison vanishes. Declan comes back and goes, I don't know that opening the gate was like the best idea. So we're going to undo that one. Uh. The Grand Magus and I, we've been working. We, we have a way to rewind. And then he like pulls from his jacket uh, a small cradle. The name of this item is the Cradle of Time. As you wake up, you walk into the library and you see the Grand Magus and Declan, and they're essentially like wearing adventuring gear. Ah, Paul, you're awake, I'll tell Where are we going? I'm glad you asked. And the Grand Magus looks up and he waves a hand to change the image. There's like this sheen, this silver sheen as it washes over the window. And that's where we're going to end this episode. So there's this silver sheen that's that rolls across this window, and before you, Paul Barrow, stands this massive temple. It's it was once tall and powerful and proud. It's weathered stone facade reaching towards the heavens itself. It serves almost as a, as a symbol, a sacred place where the flow of existence itself is carefully preserved. And awe washes over you. The weight of countless ages settles on your shoulders. What is this place? This is where they keep time, the Grand Magus says. And we just go reclaim time? Declan says, that's what the book says. What is this book again? Uh, Maggie? The Grand Magus. <sighs> One of the books I did research in says if you want time for the cradle of time itself. Of course it doesn't call it the cradle of time. They all try to be annoyingly obtuse. The bassinet of time. <laughs> yes. The bassinet of time, yes. The uh, the car seat of time, as it were. Um, they're all obtuse. and But they all point back to this temple. And that we're just supposed to take time from it. And the author of this book this somebody who lives here and has all the time in the world? 
never met him. Or at least someone like us who stumbled upon it? Never met him. Well, gang, what are we waiting for? Take your time. Burn it! I put my sunglasses, I'm fucking gone, dude. And I'll go change the name of the episode <laughs> right now. <laughs> fucking gone, dude. This. There's explosions behind me? What? (laughs) I got an electric guitar? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we just climbed to the top of Temple, and you've never been here, but you know this place. You've never been inside. That's correct. However, we probably won't cross the top. Oh, we'll probably go through it to get to what's inside. That seems too easy. Let's go to top first. Beat the hard part to being hard part and then easy at the end. That's where the boss sure. is at. The I boss mean, is going to be at the top. <laughs> you just go to the top. That, you you played a lot of board games. I like it. So are we going to face anyone inside? That's part of the adventure. The boss on the top floor. Keep <laughs> I am now on the side of <laughs> not like, doing yeah. the thing that's called adventure when you say it. It makes things like you tricked me last time by saying adventure, and it was not a good thing, and now you're trying it again. I am very... Adventure is always good, Paul. I thought you understood that. Granted, we made a couple mistakes along the way, but again, I I, I stress that that was mostly the, the other gear spawn. Do you want my brother to have a smoochie's back? We must do this thing. That's true. I'll do it for the smooches. Oh, all rebates are good rebates. And just, just no pre-planning ahead. Just same thing with pops. Just, just jump right on it. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. Spontaneity. It worked so well for us last time. Uh, she'll like shake her head, rub her face. Okay, yeah, fine. Well, we end up dead. We end up dead, I suppose. Uh, I'm running. Uh, if there's trouble, just so you know. Ah, yes, Sprout. Makes sense. That's my thing. <laughs> yeah, I can say it too. It's familial, even. You gonna use your flashback on that? Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was Declan, and I first found her, and you called her Little Sprout, and I thought it was funny, and then I had to stop you from eating her and explaining that she, she wasn't something you should eat. I barely nommed her. Sprout. Just, just barely. It was like a nibble, just, you know? Just yeah, no. tiny now, I have this sprout. permanent bart bite mark on my leg now at this point. Bark, bark, bark. Gus has got uh, like, I like the half, idea of it being a bark in bite his mouth. Mark. Huh? It didn't taste good anyway. <laughs> you know my rules. You better yeah. start talking common or I'm going to eat you. She's a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know my rules. <laughs> I said what I said. That didn't sound like common to me. I learned common real fast. <laughs> All of Gus's younger siblings learned common extraordinarily quick. <laughs> All right. It- any any last minute preparations to Grand Magus says before we go in already stretched my hammies Gus you 
I guess you could have made the sandwiches before or after, and you don't need to be eating them. I ate all right the f- now. all the food in the world last night. It's imperative to our survival that we. I, yeah, <laughs> but clearly you're stretching your ham right now. My hamstrings. Those are your sandwiches. My hamstrings. Oh. Oh, uh, that makes sense. It's important to do that. So I got rules. You got to stretch first yeah, for for a journey. Always use the right fork. Before we roll into this next piece here, uh, I, it is important to know that you guys leveled up to level eight in a very stressful period of time. So, um, Avon, what'd you get for level eight? What'd you, what'd you do? Oh, yeah. I picked up my level in Warlock uh, to get those invocations. Um, mm. Now you can see in the dark really far. Uh, yes, I can do that. And if you wanted if I wanted, yeah, and uh, I can I can hit things a lot harder with that uh, sweet Eldritch Blast. Mm. Eldritch Blast. Uh, I believe it's the Agonizing Blast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's Super the exciting good. thing. Uh, Paul Barra, what's your exciting thing? Um, I so. Did we talk? Did we talk about this? You used it a little bit. Yeah. So no. I, well, you used it, but we didn't really talk about I it. I took so. um, another level in, in Barb and got Path of Wild Magic, uh, which gives me some magic awareness, uh, and then I can do a wild search. And when I go into rage, I roll in this magic table that is predetermined, um, and then anything that like someone may have to dodge, the DC is thirteen for it. So that's pretty cool. 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 Contest sword we use. Whatever, dude. Not not um, E six edition. Six E six E. Six E's been ratified at this point. Uh, <laughs> Shane. Yeah, uh, I get uh, a, my second course, which just means I can take an extra feature uh, from monsters when I take them, when I eat them, and get their abilities. Uh, and then because I have not multiclassed, my eighth level gives me a uh, ASI. Uh, which I used to grab the feet uh, tough. So I'm a tough boy. Yeah, and, and it, you know, we haven't really talked about it up until this point, Shane, but I think we need to talk about the fact that, like, at this point, you're probably bigger and taller and more muscular. Don't you dare say it. Paul Don't you. you <laughs> I mean, if you, you compare our hit points to each other, you'd see who's beefier and meatier. You would see who's bigger. <laughs> You took a feat to do it. Mine's all natural. You had to like go get like extra armor. Like, <laughs> hey, I don't think he's natty, bro. Do you think he's natty? Paul Barrow leaps out of the thing into the time temple. Continue <laughs> the story, Dwayne. <laughs> uh, one thing I would like to do, uh, I'd like to cut After my rope. I've jumped out, carry on. <laughs> I'd like to cut my rope and just like tie the bracelet onto my arm a bit better. There's there's fancy knots you can make it look like a bracer. Okay, cool. I, just, you, you I make want him extra intricate, stuck. Intricate um, patchwork on yeah. your arm to keep the bracelet safe. That's mm-hmm, fair. Mm-hmm. And so Paul Barrow goes rushing into the, the window, followed by everyone else, I assume? Yeah. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. <clears throat> the entrance of the temple is adorned with intricate carvings depicting an ancient... Uh, complex patchwork of symbols. Um, They all seem to intertwine. Some symbols make sense to you, like the hourglass or uh, a circle with two hands on it. Uh, Things that make sense to your very eye, just 
by basic symbology, and then several of them seem foreign, almost otherworldly to you as you uh, look across the door itself. The doors are sturdy and formidable. They seem to hold... They seem to hold all of time in their wood grain. What do you do as you approach? I think I would like put my hand out and kind of kind of rub to feel if it's like an impression uh, with that, you know, just see what it's like. Just rubbing the wall there. Yeah, these are all of these symbols are like engraved into the door, like as it were, etched into the door. Okay. Okay. Can anyone read these things? Can you investigate it? Yeah, go for it. No. No, that's a that's a five for investigation. No, hey, you know what though? <laughs> With a five, what I'll tell you is is darling, you look over the door and uh, you, you're examining and trying to determine what to extrapolate from it. You determine the door's unlocked. Push it open. Or pull. Whichever direction it needs to go. Uh, it, you, pu- you push and, and it, it takes a great deal of strength, right, um, to push the door. But as it's moving, I assume Paul Barrow comes and helps. Um, and so you guys push the door open. Um, so stepping inside, you find yourself in this vast chamber that seems to stretch far beyond your vision. Um, the air inside, and, and and you can compare it as you kind of walk out from, walk in from outside, where there's like the sound of air and the sound of life in the in the woods beyond. Um, but when you walk in, the air is is still, and it's hushed. And as you walk in, you only hear your footsteps. Even though when you turn around on the other side, you can see the exterior of the building. Or the the, the landscape. I give a hello! Does it echo? or does, uh, That tells me if it echoes or it doesn't. It does not echo. And so, you, Gus, I assume you walk in as well? I do. Yeah, so you walk in, you get much of the same experience, and Declan and the Grand Magus also walk in. And you're essentially looking down a long hallway. So where's the time guy to get our time back? What? Uh, the time somewhere. guy. There's someone here who's going to fight us or challenge us to get time. It's not that easy. can't be. But everyone will come here and take time. That's true. And you don't know anything except that this... What did your book say? A person came here, they know Temple Wood, then what? This is where time is. But they didn't say what they did. They just know time's here and book ended. Is it... I mean, essentially, yeah. I could I could explain the rest to you, but I don't think you have the math for it, Paul Barrow. I don't need the math. I just need to know, did they live? Did they die? What, what did they do with the time? That's the... That's, 
That's a very thought-provoking question, Paul Bear. I think you should write sonnets. You did not it. read book. <laughs> you lied. I did read book. What do you... How many books and, and rare and magical items and, and, and the gods themselves are just like, and that's how you do everything you need. The end. Here's the map. Who's the publisher? Who decides to take on this guy? Ugh. Indeed. Okay. Well, it's just quick in, quick out. I feel like the more I'm here, the creepier it gets. Yeah, it's, it's actually kind of peaceful. A little eerie, but... I'm surprised no one's here. Um, you know what? I just just for story interest here, and and you may I already know the answer. Can you tell me? Um, so the magic awareness lets me know within sixty feet if there is a particular. And I'm, you're probably gonna tell me it's the chrono. Uh, what type of magic is is concentrated here? I mean, it's the chrono. Man. Is it okay. absolutely? Okay. Sorry. Uh, and it, that's it? There's no other types at this time? Not within 60 feet of you. Gotcha. Okay. I think I'm just going to, as, as I see the hieroglyphics or whatever you want to say, push into the wall, I'm just kind of running my ha- hand along the wall as we go, or claws along the wall. Yeah, so you, and as you do that, you, you should note that when you run your claws along the wall, it, it almost feels like water. Um... But it, there is a corridor that you are pushing against. Okay. It's, it's almost like a current. Yeah. Interesting. And you guys all proceed down the hallway? Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Everybody, do me a favor and roll a wisdom saving throw. I'll roll for my peoples. Seventeen for Gus. Palbero four. Eight for Darling. Palbero, roll a history check for me. Not Palbero, excuse me. Um, Gus. Gus, roll a history check for me. You got it, boss. I've rolled an eight. Excellent. So you guys are walking to this corridor, this hallway, and. And, and to to give it life, it is it is vast and it is expansive, in that you can see white almost as far as the eye can see, right? But Paul Barrow, you are almost dragging your hand against this water-like barrier and rippling as you're walking. It's it's almost like you're pulling against the very ether that you're walking in as you're walking. Okay. And so you guys walk for an hour, and nothing seems different. Do you continue forward, or do you turn around? Hey, gang. So, um, don't know if anybody here knows their pace count. But, uh, 66. You do, Gus. You're the only one who knows it's been an hour. Uh, uh... We've been walking for a really long time and, like, have gone a further distance than this place looked wide from the outside. So I'm thinking some trickery may be afoot. Hmm. These walls seem to have some magic properties to them. It's not a solid wall, as you know. I don't know if you've been feeling this wall. 
I haven't, but okay. For one hour, my claws have run against it. <laughs> Hell yeah. These, uh, mm-hmm. come give push. Sure, I'll go yeah. touch a wall. I, yeah. I, I, come I touch this wall. wall. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, push into the wall itself, and it, as long as you don't actually exude a lot of force, you just gently push, it almost feels like uh, water pushing against your hand in a current. Yeah, it's Jello Wall. What about it? Why Jello Wall? <laughs> That's the first question you've had, bro. Like, <laughs> why any of this? Well, it was probably in book, but we don't have book. Because uh, no one did their research beforehand, but it's mm. okay. Just jump right in. A G Dog, A G M. Hey, uh, hey, hey, Maggie. Uh, it's the grandest of Maguses. But what? Yeah, we've been like walking for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's probably not good, right? Um, it's not. It's. Yeah, it's not great. Can't you do like a thing where like you, you like just slam your staff on the ground and then like r- waves come out and the the, wall, the walls go boom 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 boom. Yeah, do this. All the, illu- all the illusions okay. go away and we know where we're going. That's that's a really good idea. All right, hold on. And he, you see me like his eyes begin to glow. He takes the staff and he taps the floor. And you hear his staff tap the floor. Yeah, it didn't work. Oh, okay. Next time though. Yeah, I would have I would have led with that. I think. And what are the, the well, I, I'm gonna check the walls out if there's anything that I can see that it has. Perhaps. Well, like I said, it's the flow of rushing water. But like I said, if you just gent- if you like just touch it, like you touch a wall, it's where it pushes back against you. Yes. Well, I'm saying as far as on the, this side, this is a solid wall. The other side has all the glyphs and stuff. Or is no, it the glyphs like- were just on the doors. Oh, it's on the door. Okay, when so you solid walls. Here. Um, it's almost like like a, a crazy current of milk, like. If you didn't touch it, you wouldn't even determine that there was a something there. Hmm. There's just white around you. Can I imagine I? what like cartoon shows Limbo, right? And they walk in, it's just white everywhere. Oh, yeah, uh, okay. The fucking Dragon Ball Z thing. The when you walk time in, chamber. the hyperbolic time chamber. Once you walk away from the platform, you're just in white forever. Yeah, it's kind of like that, except for when you try to move outside of this very specific corridor you're hit with what feels like rushing water. Um, I'm going to shoulder it. I'm just going to sh- just shoulder through this or try to. Yeah. Roll me an athletics check. Uh, 26. Uh, that's successful. So, Paul, so, uh, Darling, Gus, Declan, and the Grand Magus all see Paul Barrow tighten his stance and shoulder check this wall. And you all watch as Paul Barrow disappears into the wall. Avon and Shane, mm-hmm. take Avon's your headphones off, off, baby. Ah. Wanted to break anyway. You liar. Paul Barrow, you you push through this wall, 
But when you do, you find yourself staring out at a crowd and they're chanting. Barrow! 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 And you look down and, and below you, three other masked wrestlers are on the ground. And you hear the bells ring. The significance or signifying that the match is over. Flowers are thrown into the air and then up runs this small um, smaller than you, right? Because you're Paul Barrow. You're big, you're mm. tall, and you're powerful. If anything, you feel almost like a foot taller than normal. And, and this small um, uh, elven, half-elven woman comes rushing up with uh, essentially a, a small polar bear cub in her arms. And you know that to be your wife and son. And uh, she comes up to you and her mouth starts moving as if she's speaking to you. But you can't hear what she's saying. And um, do me a favor and just roll a wisdom saving throw. I'm going to do a bunch of weird hand gestures because the chat is going insane over what we're doing. Wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Yeah. It's a 13. 13. Okay, cool, cool. So, (laughs) with the 13, you, you look into your wife's face and it's blank. There's no eyes, there's no nose, there's no mouth. And you hear the sound of sand dripping. Gus, Darling, Grand Magus, and Declan all see the figure of Paul Barrow ejected from the wall and Paul you are you are thrown into the the other side of the hallway and you kind of bounce forward do me a favor and roll uh one oh so I'm oh, sorry I rolled this sorry you're gonna go ahead and take <laughs> roll a d2 no Dwayne to roll damage to me go ahead and roll a d2 Yeah, you're gonna take six psychic damage. Ouch! And and you hear Declan shout, "Are you okay?" Palmero doesn't say anything at first. He kind of kind of puts himself to a sitting position and uh, leaves his head down and says, "No, I'm not okay." I have been concussed many times, my bro. We're gonna get through this. You just went a little boing. It happens. When you're that small, it's so easy to get tossed around. No, you just, you went, you boinged, bro. You got a little wipeout. It happens. Uh, do you need something to help you out? Are you, you bleeding out? From, your, from your nose or your I'll ears? I'll be fine. Just give me some time. 
<laughs> that wasn't intentional. It's not to be funny. I'm trying to be serious here, guys. Shut up and let the show go on. I'm scared. Okay, Dad. You scared sorry. me, Devin. Good. You scared me, Scott. Shane. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Me. Don't be scared. <laughs> okay. So, what do you guys do? Uh, <laughs> I would like to touch the wall and identify it, please. It's a wall? I would... I would like to produce the one cookie that I saved from all the food in the world that I ate, and I'm going to give it to Paul Barrow because he needs it. He's not himself when he's hungry. Uh, yeah, he so you identified the wall, um, and you know it's from the school of chronomancy. You know it's otherworldly. You know that passing, that like if you pass through it, um, that you will. Um, essentially, uh, be affected by time magic. You don't really know how. Mm-hmm. You just know that walking through it, it, it is how you activate it. Um, whether that's good or bad. Paul Barrow had to live his life a thousand times in a row. <laughs> Groundhog uh, days himself. Ouch. Oh, Why do you yeah. think we had all the different hand gestures? I knew what was that. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. You were doing the whole life cycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Circle of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Probably like, well, the wall's made of time magic. Uh, oh. <laughs> Put it in the cradle. Just take a scoop. Oh, let's go home. <laughs> Shit, you guys saw my puzzle already? You just have to scoop the, <laughs> take the, the wall with it. And just put it in the thing and enjoy your time ice cream. Yeah. Because you're always having a good time I, when you're eating ice cream. I pick up the wall, I put it under my shoulder, and I walk okay. away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just like, <laughs> Gus pulls out a fucking, like, uh, a fucking jigsaw. I'm just going to take a piece of this time wall with me. Don't worry about it. Building collapses. Somebody will come through to patch it up later. I don't care if they do or not. What's gonna happen? Some dude can't remember his grandkids? Fuck him. <laughs> Gus, you, you walk up to Declan. Hey, Dad, I think we. Who are you? Deuces. Go see my wife. <laughs> so, you wanna keep moving forward? Yeah, I mean, we're. De- I, I feel at this point it would be foolish to go back. Like. <laughs> We're, we're, we're already this far. I feel like it would take longer to go back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. You guys push forward? Yeah. Who leads the way now? It's not Paul Barrow? Not Paul Barrow. He's sad. He's sad. Darling will do it. Did he eat the cookie? Darling marches forward. He did not eat the cookie. He said, get that cookie out of my face. He did not eat the cookie. That's important information. Put that in your notes, Dwayne. I am. I'm writing it down right now. Uh, so you guys, you guys continue walking, and as you venture deeper into the temple, you you hit. You almost hit like um, the first break in the path. This long hallway that you've been walking now now you're faced with two paths and one's walls almost look marble-esque and the other one almost look 
like they're made of stone, but both are without color. Both are white. The only reason you can even tell that they have those properties is these shades of gray that provide contrast for the world around you. Which way do you go? Well, you know what I'm going to ask, Dwayne? Do they both smell the same? Um, roll my head and roll a perception check with your nose. And I believe you get advantage off those sometimes if you're uh, shifted. I'm not shifted. Uh, it's 14. 14. One path smells musty, stale. The other one smells almost a fresh linen well this is the good one guys i don't know what to tell you this one that one smells like mom hugs and that one smells like old books since we haven't had a mom we should pick that one see ya i'm already going down the fucking fresh laundry way okay and everybody is good with that mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna veer. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna veer left. Kind of want to be by myself for a moment. We'll see what that happens. We'll see what happens. You're gonna, you're gonna do it silently. Yeah. Well, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna. I, I don't know if I, if they're behind me. If Dad and Grand Magus. Are, I think you're in the back right now, right? Yeah. Just because you've been pretty quiet and solemn this whole time. Yeah. So I'll stop at the crossroad. I imagine as they keep walking, unless they look back. I'm just gonna take the other way. I mean, there's no reason for me to look backwards. I just assume everyone's behind me. Yep. Do I everybody for, for, for podcasting? Is this going to break it? Is this is it, should I just keep? No. Okay. Nope. This is actually fine. Totally fine. Um, because they hate characters, and I can't wait for you to roll a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually by design. I, I told Avon and Shane before the episode. I said, I fucking hate Paul Barrow. So when we get to the split, you'll know what I mean. Just pick, make sure you guys go a different direction. He never comes you back know? to me for the game. <laughs> <laughs> just always. <laughs> he just, no, he's actually, there. I killed their characters <laughs> and then me. make them make two new ones. You show up every week, but he never cuts back to Paul Barrow. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, it's, I just, every episode I end with like what Paul Barrow is about to do, but then never yes. come back to it. He's uploading audio files. Just blank. Just blank. Just, just, just all of these jokes. It's like little spikes where he oh, jokes and that's oh. it. No real <laughs> character content. Uh-huh. Um, so you guys continue. So you guys take different paths. And as um, Gus and Darling and Declan and, and the Grand Magus, as you guys proceed down the, the hallway that's almost marble-esque, very quickly you're greeted with um, another decision. There's three tunnels, left, right, and middle. Wait a second, it doesn't smell like tiny little boy. Where's Paul? Just want to make a Paul his little boy joke. Uh, hey, so three ways to go. Uh, you know what I'm going to ask, Dwayne? Yeah, I'm going to keep using your previous uh, check. All three tunnels smell of clean linen. Mm, that makes it harder. Mm. The aroma is still very pungent. Mm. You want to split? Since uh, no. 
No, that would be crazy if we did that. Declan. Yeah, we should all be together. Okay. What do you, which, which way should we go, Paul? Go left. <laughs> <laughs> the echoes <laughs> down. Yeah, no, you see Paul Barrow's not with you. Ah, uh, what? Uh, okay. See, look, we already split. Yep. Darling, very okay with this. I mean, she has a point. I can't argue with the logic. We've already split, I guess. I mean, we uh, can stick together. That's no problem either. Okay, well... I- split the party, it is! Uh, how about and the how- Grand Magus starts walking through the middle pathway. Uh, okay. I guess you and Dad stick together. I'll go down one by myself. Hear that, Toddy? Let's go this way. Uh, Declan, Declan says, uh, all right, all right, lead the way. So which one do you go down? Uh, she'll pick left. All right. And then Gus, that leaves you for right. No, I follow Grand Magus down the middle. I'm not going fucking alone. <laughs> okay. You follow the Grand <laughs> no, I'm Magus kidding, down the middle. I'm kidding. I go, I go, <laughs> whatever. All right. Uh, and so... You guys, uh, you guys continue walking down these hallways. And, Paul Barrow, you walk down your hallway, and it is... Like I said, you, I think you rub your hand against the walls again, right? Like, you've, you've played that game? This time, they, they feel like stone. And your pathway's not straight. It almost turns right and then left. And there's an incline. And then it descends. But all the while, it, it still looks like these stone walls. It still is. It smells of must and mildew, and and it almost feels damp. You've been walking for a while, Paul. Um, Roll me a wisdom saving yeah, okay. throw, and then ponder what you were gonna do. Go ahead and yeah. But the wisdom saving throw is important. It's a 12. Okay. What were you going to say? I think he's he's just kind of thinking about that vision. And he this honestly, the smell, kind of the environment, is, is one that brings him comfort. So he's not completely turned off by like what's happening. Um, I think he will take a peek over it and look behind him. Just to see if any yeah, of that is the magic has... Is he actually traveled as far as he thinks he has? Uh, I mean, you look behind you and see the path from which from which you came, right? Which has gone left, right, turned, gone up, down. I mean, you've hit a, you've just been. Oh, okay, so I think uh, I think you'll hesitate for a moment, through. and then just keep walking. Uh, yeah, and you do. Um, you. You walk through this tunnel, through this pathway, through these hallways, through these these um, manifestations of time themselves, and it's interesting, Paul Barrow. As as you're walking, there's almost like these um, the corridors themselves begin showing you glimpses of your own past. 
like very translucently across the wall. So I think sometimes when you're walking, you see your early days in wrestling when you first started. Maybe your your flashback to some of the earlier memories where Declan is making sure you're set up, making sure that you 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 have a path forward. Uh, memories of holidays at the Declan estate. What other memories do you think Paul Barrow would naturally have summoned up? Uh, definitely when he first met Mishka. Uh, if he, she's a wrestler. That's the one he falls in love with. And uh, it, they hated each other in the beginning. But she, she was on the wrestling troupe, and so they would go. And then meeting, you know, there's like uh, Cyclone, uh, some of the other wrestlers that were in the troupe that stayed for a long time. Um, and then later on, them having be, having a child who would then travel around with him. Um, and I think that's just a lot of it <clears throat> is that early on and then there's an accident and that's where uh, Mishka is paralyzed from, from wrestling uh, this is after they've had the child and they still do that and she, she's paralyzed and I think then it flashes forward to um, him like feeding her in her last days as she's like laying in bed and then I think it flashes forward to it shows um, little Paul Babo is outside. He's, he's playing. He's young. And it shows him um, like walking toward the edge of a cliff, like chasing a butterfly. And then it shows uh, Paul Barrow finding him some feet down, you know, having passed away um, and having to, so burying Paul Babo. And then his wife dies of heartbreak not long after leaving him alone. And so there's kind of, and then him trying to recover by going back to the troop and, and trying to just wrestle everything he can and just throwing himself into that. And then finally finding purpose again when he finds his family. Excellent. So we'll shift back to the others. <sighs> Darling, you're walking um, down the left path with Declan. Mm-hmm. Um, would you say that you two are chatty? Or more reverent or more talk of the weather type of chatty, like small talk. Talk of the weather kind of small talk. So you guys have been walking down this pathway. And, and again, it, it begins to turn left and right. Very, very gradual changes in, in the corridor. goes up and down. And then after about an hour or so, you start seeing these scenes depicted on the wall that are almost um, storybook-esque. They are they're, they're drawn and colored in paints. Very simple. Very um, uh, distinct colors. Red, blue, yellow, nothing somewhere in between. Right? All the primary, secondary, and tertiary colors, but very few shades in between. And And while these are crude in nature and simplistic and almost childlike, they're depicting very dark, very real, uh, gritty events. Some of which you've you've never seen. You you have no context for the image, especially given the the quality, as it were. Um, some of which you lived through. I think. She would have had like an ah oh, how cute moment, like seeing like the kid pictures, right? And then like slowly seeing them get more and more gritty is just kind of like 
her ears gonna go back and be like, what is, what is this? And I, I can't help but uh, make a suggestion for your character uh, for a narrative standpoint, and feel free to correct me, um, but Darlin traveled with a traveling troop for a long time. She's been in many cities, right? Yeah. And I think one of the, the memories that might have flashed by is you just witnessing a mugging. Like, just as you walk by, right? You see it. Um, and there's a, there's a childlike depiction of that. Right? It's very, very high level. Not, not gory, not dramatic, but still, it, it, it rings home. That that's somebody being mugged. It, it feels familiar. Just, she'll look over to Tati. I was like, do you do you see these? And Toddy's Toddy's looking almost shocked as he looks around the the corridors. Um, yes, I do, but I there's several I don't recognize. I don't. They don't make a lot of sense. It's like stories. Well, this this looks stories. like I I have seen this one. This is. I saw someone get hurt. That one looks like when I was traveling, and, uh, and, and he points one out and says, "Oh, that's the traveling troops caravan, right?" Yeah. And sure enough, there's 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 uh, this childlike depiction of your of your traveling troop, and then Declan uh, stops walking for a minute. I assume you continue forward. Yeah, she'll she'll walk a few forward and then like stop because she doesn't hear his feet and then turn back. It's like what? Uh, I don't think I want to go down this corridor anymore. Why not? There's we have to keep moving forward, darling. This is. Pretty sure these are our memories. And he's looking up around the the walls. She'll look around too. Is there any that that stand out to you, darling? Um, probably one where she ran away from home and just kind of being upset, um, like with her bag and her letter. Because uh, she didn't get the outcome she was expecting. Uh, probably one with her troop where she's actually having a great time with all the friends and company storytelling. Um, probably one where uh, she's talking to some sweet guy, but um, just little snippets of events where like, she'll recognize where they're from. And as you scan over these, these familiar memories, your eyes naturally dance across the next one. And it, it, again, it's childlike and it's simple and it's almost, almost sad in its own right when you see something so simplistic 
uh, depicted. You you see a canvas, and laying across the stone floor is a small group of fox folk. That you've never seen before. She'll come and inspect those ones. Gus, you find yourself walking down the right hallway. Ah, I got the right one. Ah. <laughs> you nailed it. You, are, you find yourself at the center of the maze, the center of the temple itself, and and out pops a little, a white cloudy figure, not a little cloudy, more round. It's got a little antenna at the top and a little red bubble, and it says, would you like to save your game? Yeah, I would, Mooks. What's up, dog? Okay. Oh, memory card corrupted. Uh, no. Oh. So you're walking down the, the right the right path and um, this tunnel weaves almost in like a cork shape a corkscrew shape you're feeling yourself incline and decline and then just as you start to like make sense of it it does the exact same thing in the opposite spiral pattern and as after about an hour of walking the, the walls they start to they start to show you images. No. I changed my mind. As you're walking down these hallways, these corridors, after about an hour in, that's when you're it, it sneaks up on you, Gus. The terrible demon that's been following me the whole time. You smell <laughs> Maze cooking. You smell the very first dish you ever created. You smell the first dish you ever made for your family. And all of these smells come rushing in. Uh, somehow, somehow foreign, but at the same time safe what other what other smells do you smell what other memories are brought back as you are proceeding forward I think he smells uh, just warm simple bread uh, and he smells it from it, it, it he knows exactly where these loaves hail from um, and it was like the first time that he'd ever experienced, like I'd seen another child experiencing hunger. Like he had his own times like out in the wilderness, but like he'd never seen it in cities before where there were so many people in such abundance and still people were starving. Um, and he would, you know, get up early every day and he would bake bread and leave it out for, for the kiddos. Um, and he smells, uh, he smells wedding cake, baby. You know he smells that wedding cake. Yeah. May, May and Gus couldn't decide on flavors, so it was an eight-tier cake, and each one was a different flavor. <laughs> Eight completely <laughs> different cakes, one of which was a pie. Oh. That's beautiful. 
and yeah. Is there another memory you'd like to? I mean, I, I can do this all day, Dwayne. I know you can, but I'm, that's why I'm giving you an option. If no. you have anything else that seems important, uh, no, that's those are the big ones. Perfect. Um, so yeah, as you're as you're taking all of these in, you you know May's smell. Not the not the smell of her cooking. Her smell. You knew it when you first met, and you know how it's changed as you guys have spent your life together and grown together. You smell May. But it's different. It's foreign somehow. Roll me a wisdom saving throw. I've rolled a 12. It smells like May grew without you. Shane. Yo. Avon. Mm-hmm. Headphones off. Me and Avon, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. Do I take mine off too, or are you just talking to Declan right now? Paul Barrow. Mm-hmm. As you venture deeper into this temple, the chamber reveals its true nature. You've been moving through a labyrinth. The labyrinth of time. You've seen your own past. You've seen your own history. You've seen events from the past few weeks. You have seen futures. So many different futures. Some with your wife, some without, some with your child, some without. You've seen your own headstone. But now before you, you see the, the unique patchwork of tunnels and paths, and you can almost see the entire labyrinth that once above you and around you and below you. It's almost like you have all, you've all been walking um, uh, around the edge of the surface of this giant sphere, and tucked in the center is this square, very seemingly... Um, unintrusive object that you can walk towards. It's all—it's like this bridge suspended by nothing through the air. And it's... There's a doorway, and it's open. I don't hesitate. I have a bit, I've already hesitated, and I'm just going to walk toward that. You walk across this bridge, and you walk through the threshold and all you hear is silence Devin take your headphones off hey listeners I hope you think this was like fun where I just gave them an opportunity to like to give all their memories but here's the deal they have no idea what I'm saying none of them and so they're going to come back and listen to this and be like ah, ha, ha, I got you but they're not going to know until next week and it's going to seem like a secret this is kind of like an homage to what Shane does but in a really weird way and so when they come back um, and we'll see what happens. 
But then I'm, I'm about to tell them to put their headphones back off, and then I'm going to make it seem really weird and silly and stupid. But it turns out, if they don't listen to this, then they're not going to know how to solve the puzzle. I've, I've, I've laid out a very secret, very intentional, secret, hidden message in this monologue that they'll never know. Um, okay, perfect. And that's where we're in the episode. Shane, if you want to just do me a favor, uh, roll for your animality, as it were. I will, for you, because you've asked. Thank you. Excellent. Cat Depot, right? <laughs> They're out there. That's what I'm told. <laughs> They're out there. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> They're helping cats. And I think it's the perfect opportunity perfect. for you to get involved. I did a cat punk problem except for the last one. <laughs> I feel bad about it. I got fired from the Cat Made Cafe. <laughs> I haven't really been the same since then, so... I'll console myself by rolling for animality now. Uh, I've rolled a two. So that's two dollars hey. to the Cat Depot from us. That's, yeah. And, uh... That's two doll hairs they did not have. And, uh... We'll, we'll see you there. Cat Depot for the live show. <laughs> mm. All right. Well, as as is my favorite time of the the year, the the evening, the week, the the summer. Why did the cleric open a bakery? Uh, because he needed to raise some dough. Close. Something about donuts and the word holy, but I'm not sure yet. Uh, also, pretty good. I, I don't know. Because he was full of devotion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. All day. I'll be here I all like day. My, I like Shane, tell me a funny joke. <laughs> Shane, tell me a funny joke. Uh, okay. You know those those stools they have for milking cows? You know those those cow milking stools? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How, how, how come they've only got three legs instead of four? Because the cow's got the udder. <laughs> no, that's good. <laughs> that's good. I like that. I'm a big fan. Devin, tell me a funny ass joke. Uh, do you want to hear two short jokes and a long joke? He's gonna oh, say, like, I love two this. short jokes and a long joke or something. <laughs> nope, okay. I know. Can I do it? Yep. Devin? Joke, joke, joke! Yeah, it's, that's even worse than the thing that I thought. Let me I was pull my do. documents out here so you can stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh the, that's I actually have the, a very similar joke. So, hey, can I tell you a long joke? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joke. <laughs> just, joke. Just hold it out. <laughs> just hold it out. Uh, Avon, nice. tell me a funny ass joke. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, what do elves learn in school? Not elves? how to read uh, walls, elvish off walls. They don't learn that. Um, <laughs> are we talking? Are we talking Christmas elves or like high fantasy elves? Uh, just elves. Elves in general. Elves in general. Yeah, read into it, man. Cookie elves. I don't know. Uh, Dark elves. Sun elves. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't have enough information. Yeah, yeah. The alphabet. Dang it. Oh, that's good. 
That's good. I'm a big fan. <laughs> I didn't know it was. I didn't know it was Elf Preschool. Uh, how, many, uh, how many letters are? How many letters are in? Uh, alphabet. If you take uh, in the alphabet, if you take out E and T. How many letters are in the alphabet? T-A-L-P-H-A-B-E-T. What letters am I taking out again? You guys are on the right. It's five. E and T. What? Six. Pretty sure alphabet is seven, uh, five, seven letters long. Or eight letters long. Eight, so five. I was counting the e. word the, but then I also took the... the how many, how many l- letters would be in the alphabet? So the alphabet yeah, yeah, is the also another correct way... Also another correct way. Remove the T and the E off of the, leaving only the H. Try to spell alphabet for 10 straight minutes while your <laughs> peers and fans look at Alphabet. Alphabet. Because now we've taken alphabet. The ping pong joke. I'm going to go with eight. Yeah. Uh, the answer was six. Fuck. Uh, anyways, moving on. <sighs> As we always get out say, of there, run, run away, run away, stop it, quit it. Get out of there, <laughs> I never will. But I mean, bye. We love you. I'm staying in here forever. Bye. So warm and nice. Oh my god. And it and it and it's and it spelled it smells like fresh linens. You picked the right hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. <laughs>